0: Hello and welcome back. It's been a while too For the Love of Beer podcast. My name is Phil Savory and I'm joined, as always, and now in person, by my good friend, Mark Hardy-Johnson. Hello, Mark. As-salamu Aleikum.
1: and hello to you. Hello to you. To the listener and uh, to you, Phil. It's been a while. Um, how are you, Mark? Uh, I've been very busy. I've been working like a Japanese prisoner of war. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Partridge reference there. Yes. Um, so, uh, God, I mean, when was the last time we actually... I think the last time we were in person together
1: would have been before Christmas. Yeah, well before Christmas, wasn't it? Been very busy Clearing out then. your loft. Yes, clearing out the loft, doing a recording in the loft yes. of the smoky beer, which, which I was, was the, thinking of earlier on, actually. The, the frazzles, the bacon beer. Yes, that was the one. Um, but then ever since then, and even before that, we were... Online and zoom in, zoom, zoom in, in for nearly year, business. yeah. And then we, we just got fed up with it, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we,
0: so
1: well, we've been open to do one in person for a, a few months now, haven't we? But it ended up taking a lot longer than we expected it to. It's been a rough,
0: I, I've got to say, I found this lockdown and the, this the hardest of the lot. It's been shit on it. I found it the worst. It's been long and hard. I think since since uh, oh, matrix, sure, um, since um. New Year's, I think probably Christmas was was fine and then from sort of New Year up to a couple of weeks ago when things started opening up again. That that's where I've I've struggled big time compared to the first lockdown I was fine. But this one, with it being like a winter lockdown, and just the fact that I've been working for most of it in a little room just by myself all day. You're
1: not seeing anyone, you're not doing anything. Do you miss working in the office? I know like a lot of people that are working from home, which is pretty much all office workers, isn't it? Um, last year, everyone was going on about how great it is—you get more family time and more time at home, no commuting, this, that, and the other—and everyone was loving it. But people don't really talk about it anymore. I think people are sick of it. Are they looking forward to going back? Well, I think I,
0: I, yeah, I do. I, I like that. I prefer the atmosphere and having people around you because yeah. the, you, I'm used to environments where you know, you see your work colleagues as much or more than your family. So they become like a second family. So it's weird having, you know, working, working with them but not being around them. That's something I've, I've found quite difficult. But on the other hand, there's certain perks of working at home. So it's like, you know, in the office, you don't have control over, you know, whatever vanilla sort of radio stations on so it's like radio one or or whatever yeah so you can listen to whatever you want so listen to podcasts listen to um you know music learning about a little bit about crypto what's crypto cryptocurrency oh right okay cryptocurrency so i learned a a bit about that dipping my toe into that a little bit right just a little bit are you gonna Um, make some money off it not enough to retire but I'm hoping that I found something that I can stash a bit of money away that will be worth a lot more in, like, ten years. That's interesting. Better than, better than well, riskier than putting it in a pension, but, but I think potentially a much better yield. But that's for a... We'll save that for the cryptocurrency podcast. <laughs> um, for those of you who are new to this um, and wondering, you know, what we're talking about, um, not beer, even though this is a podcast about beer... But um the idea of the show is myself and Mark are on a quest to drink one hundred different beers from one hundred different countries. And boy oh boy, do we have a beer tonight. This is a special. This market. is this is the bucket list beer that we thought was gonna be the toughest to get. To the point where we thought it was gonna to have to well, we did even even if we could have gone to the country where it came from to get it, I'm not even we wouldn't have even been confident we would have been able to have, Got it back home. We would have had to drink it. We'd have to have basically just gone there. An away day for a, a Murray. Well, away day, away day, day to is. this far-flung country. Yeah. Mind you, if I put the ep- the title of the ep- the country on the episode, then um, this suspense is totally pointless. It's pointless. Anyway. So I'm gonna have to call it something else now, <laughs> regardless, <laughs> and try and in the description and be vague about what we're talking about. Well, oh, this is just a waste <laughs> of time. It's it, basically it's it's Murray beer um, from Pakistan, which is.
1: I mean, th- th- it totally came out of the blue. This one, didn't it? It did. Yes, it did. So, a good um, friend of the show, Matthew Head. Yeah, Matthew Head, and one know. of his colleagues was, in fact, uh, visiting his father in hospital in Pakistan, and zoomed into well, I say zoomed, teams into or whatever you want to call it, uh, from a different time zone. So Matt said to him, "You know, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, different time zone." And it explained to him that his dad was ill, blah blah blah, blah blah blah, but he didn't want to miss this whatever training course it was. So, Matt said to him, look, off you go, no point in doing this, go and look after your dad, do what you need to do, but while you're there, could you bring us back some Murray beer? And he did. True to his word. Yeah. Now, it wasn't quite as simple as just fetching it back on the flight, though, because on his way back, he got stopped by customs, didn't he, and threatened to be kicked off the flight. Um, do you have his name there? Koaja. Um The good news is his dad is now safe and well. Brilliant. Presumably out of hospital. Good news. All well and good. But yeah, he nearly got kicked off his flight coming home. He brought us back, well, us back a couple of days. Matt a couple. And then a couple of cloudy versions of the beer that they have. Um, I, I think he's an absolute hero.
0: Because I, I think my, my bum would have been flattened um, if it were me waiting at you know, customs, whatever, trying to get that through. I had visions of... you ever seen the film? Well, you don't watch films, do you? I had visions of, like, Midnight Express, which is all about, like, a guy, he's, like, a young American lad who's, like, um, smuggling. He's got, sort of, drugs, like, tucked to his belt, whatever, and he gets um, he gets stopped. I think he's in Tur- Istanbul or something like that, anyway, and he gets chucked in this Turkish prison, and it is one of the grimmest films you will ever see. Really? I don't recommend it. I mean, it's very good.
1: But he's not smuggling Mori Beer out of... No, a no. country where it's pretty much illegal to even drink it if you're a yeah. local.
0: because obviously with it being a Muslim country, it's one of those where you... It, it's,
1: um, for the most part, it's illegal to drink it. Um, it is, but there are certain... Do you want oh, well, to crack, out? Mine. I'll crack mine open? So I'll let you do that while I explain. But there are certain um, wine shops, they're called, over there. Like a threshers. Basically, yeah, it's like a threshers, Um Odd Where wins. you can buy it, but you have to prove that you're not Muslim. But there is a black market for... Um, how do you prove you're not a Muslim? I have no idea I think they have to have like a eat a slice of bacon passport or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's some sort rub of, some wafer fin ham on yourself yeah you know just make make it be known um, but basically it's illegal but there is like a a bit of a black market for it so apparently during the pandemic um, the cost of alcohol in Pakistan has skyrocketed so I don't know how much Courage is paid for these. I dread to think, but it's probably a lot less than it would have cost us to fly over there and bring it back ourselves. Yes. What do you think of it, first taste? Um, It's nice and smooth. It's got flavour to it, hasn't it? It's it tang- has. It's tangy,
0: is what it is. I read a news article on, on this, and the news article was about 10 years old, when they were talking, uh, uh, when I was trying to research how we were going to get hold of the beer. And it was saying about how Obviously how difficult it is to attain and the whole sort of complications around where you can drink it, um, who can drink it. But but it did make a point of saying that it's a very highly regarded beer, that it is, it, it's, you know, it's worth the hype.
1: And I would say from first taste, it's good, isn't it? Mm. When you consider all the ones that we've had from far flung places, you know, the likes of Snow. Instantly comes to mind. This, uh, I mean,
0: I, this uh, what we've got. Based for the listener, so we've got a. Um, a it's in a can, Murray's classic Lago in a can, five point five percent, five and a half percent. Yeah, It doesn't taste it.
1: No, it doesn't. It's in eighteen sixty, especially brewed from highest quality malt and hops available I love, worldwide. I love how
0: well. I love how old school the can is. Mm. Like it looks like.
1: Not been updated for years. Has it? No, no,
0: no. This looks like this hasn't been designed since, hasn't been updated since like the late seventies, and it it proper reminds me of old fashioned pubs. Yes, like a, a shandy Bass kind of. Yeah. Look to it, hasn't it, it. It's branding. It's like, it's a. It's almost like old old school beer branding, fag packet branding. It is. The type of the type of thing you would sort of reminds me of. 80s snooker
1: yeah in a smoky lounge bar yeah drinking one of these or even
0: night- well, 90s snooker cause that's what I would have watched on telly but mm. yeah visions of um, uh, yeah just, just sort of smoky
1: dimly lit sort yeah. of snooker clubs and... it's good so far though isn't it I'm quite enjoying this I, I, it's, I'm, I'm it's, really impressed with it it's been worth the wait to get this absolutely
0: but, but I, I kind of I felt quietly confident that it was gonna be good. Mm. Because if it if it tasted like piss, I don't think there'd be any conversation around it. It would it wouldn't be a it, it would be an afterthought. Mm. Whereas this is something that obviously is, you know,
1: sought after. So these wine shops, mm. um talking about a guy named an interview with a guy named Rahul. He's a Hindu who works at a wine shop in Pakistan's most popular city, Karachi. Wine shops are legal in Pakistan's southern Sindh province for non-Muslim customers. However, Rahul says he'll deliver alcohol to anyone who'll pay for it. Nice. What a guy. Um, so he has to be careful in this business as people can try and get you in trouble, blah, blah, blah. But he can make up to €280 euros every month at the wine shop, including tips from loyal customers for deliveries. As much better ways than his former job as a cotton labourer. Um, interesting. Uh, So wine shops like Rahul's are unique to Sindh province and are not found in the rest of Pakistan. In other parts of the country, Muslim drinkers just buy it on the black market. And I've got a little picture just to show Phil, obviously the listener can't see it. That's a wine shop in Pakistan, officially licensed by the government. Wow. I know, yeah. It looks like, um, well, that's like a Texaco badge in the corner. It is, isn't it? It's like a um, petrol station. Yeah. How strange. So they are not allowed to officially sell alcohol to Muslims. It looks like an absolute shithole,
0: doesn't it? I don't know why they've bullshitted on the can and said, maybe it's just because they haven't updated the design in 40 years. What's that? How it says that it's obviously, um, you know, specially brewed from the highest quality molten hops, believe that, but available worldwide. Well, it I isn't. don't
1: know whether it means the molten hops are available worldwide. But not it?
0: the beer. Yeah.
1: I oh, strange. I looked into it earlier on. It's exported to India. So obviously not very far away. Oh, right, okay. Um, well that's something because it um, wasn't it wasn't anywhere 10 years ago well it was exported and I read this earlier today but now I can't find it but it was exported into Europe until the early 2000s really it was indeed yeah so if we were doing this scratch map 20 years ago we'd have uh, probably got all of this quite easily so maybe that's how we can date the design of the can then Mm. because they
0: haven't updated the because it's like the main badge isn't it you've got the Murray's Classic Lager and you've got like a barrel what looks like two dragons lions or dragons lions sorry Either side of it. Yeah. And then this whole blurb around the outside of the badge. It's
1: got a bit of a British look to it. Is Pakistan it's re- a former of British colony? Uh, probably, yeah. Nearly all of them are. We, we were about British out and about, places. weren't we, around that time. Yeah. Um, it's got a bit of a British look to it, hasn't
0: it? Yeah. Very, like I say, it just reminds me of just an old school British pub. Like, you date back to, my, I think in my childhood, smoky pubs. And, you know, having a, um, you know... With my dad, and having a glass of coke and a packet of beef and onion Walkers, while he's drinking a Murray beer, while he's drinking a, a pint or whatever. That that's like it, that. It, just looking at it just transports me back to that just old school smoky pubs. Have you got any
1: footballs in the house? Footballs? Yes, a football. A football. Yeah. Uh, outside. It's pissing down in it. Let's not bother. But Go on. it's quite highly likely if it's a you know a real proper football yeah. it was more than likely hand-sewn in Pakistan Okay, uh, they are the world's largest producer of hand-sewn footballs in the Sialkot region located in Pakistan um, they produce 40 to 60 million footballs a year they're hand-sewn roughly 50 to 70% of the world's total production what's your favourite football? for me probably something sort of mid to late 90s something mitre what, the Ultimax, remember yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. That was the Premier yeah. League
0: ball, the original Premier
1: League ball, I've the Ultimax. Done something like that. That was a beautiful
0: ball. It felt very heavy compared to. Because I remember the change. I remember how heavy that felt. Maybe it was just kind of smaller, but you got hit by one of them. You knew about it when you look. Well, when you feel a the football these days, they're a lot different to what they're, they're a lot lighter. But the Adidas one for the World Cup. Which World Cup was it? France '98. Felt like a completely was different. That the, was that the tango? No, tango was further back. Um, the. That was
1: about 90, I think is, wasn't it I beautiful design. I think
0: that. the tango was used up until ninety, and then I think ninety four was something different, and then ninety
1: eight, Telestra something like that. I, I I I probably got that wrong. Well, funny you should mention this. But but that was but a lot lighter. Um, I've been clearing, in fact, this one's been made in India, so it's bullshit, this one's not coming from Pakistan, but I've been clearing my nan's house out recently, and there's loads of my shit there, but look what I came across, that I've got from probably about 25 years ago, Mitre Elite, and look at the badge on it,
0: oh, Nationwide Football League,
1: beautiful that it, oh my god, what a football, never yeah. used either.
0: Need to pump. You can tell it's sort of gone yeah, down. Yeah, the bladder's definitely. gone down a bit. I
1: mean, it's it's not been used, has it? But look at the the detailing on that. Yeah, it's fantastic. The, the chevrons it? on the side are I think are, are, are
0: jazzier than the ones that the Ultimax Aren't they was just, more plain. But the Ultimax had like the old school
1: Premier League badge which is yeah. what I loved. Exclusive ball supply to the nationwide football league. Well, they were the, they were the, they
0: were the absolute dons of in this country anyway. They were, yeah. Good footballs are they not anymore? Well, no, because they got binned off Nike for Nike, like and they've been Nike for years now. Mm. It was it was around the time because when when like it when Match of the Day left the BBC and then it went to ITV. They had that shit, like seven o'clock thing. Yeah, that, was, that was on it. The absolute. Premiership. Andy Townsend his tactics truck, which actually was ahead of its time, but it, but but it was shit then. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was at that point they moved to
1: Nike and never the same since. So just boring stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Pakistan is the world's first Islamic country to attain nu- nuclear power. Uh, Pakistan has the highest paved international road, the Karakoram Highway. Alright. Largest canal-based irrigation... I mean, not oh, shit, really. World's largest ambulance network. Highest batting partnership formed by two players in the test cricket, Ibadullah and... Abdulkadir. Good at the cricket. They are good at the cricket. Yeah. Um, Estimated population in twenty seventeen was two hundred and seven million people. Woo. That's like four times the size of Britain, isn't it? Making it the world's sixth most populous country, behind Brazil and ahead of Nigeria. Because I always think of it like it's it's a much bigger country than
0: I imagine it in my head. Because you always think of it being like. India's little brother, which I'm sure is—is is it below India, or am I thinking of Bangladesh? Uh, I think you're thinking of Bangladesh. I can't—I don't know if they're either side. I mean, this is bad, isn't it, for considering the beers around the world? And we—we—I don't think I could point on a map. I—I mm. I couldn't draw on a map where the two where Pakistan and Bangladesh are in relation to India. I think I'd struggle, but uh, but uh, it's a much bigger country than I than I um. Or initially thought.
1: Well, 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 well. So it's at the top left-hand corner of India. Yeah. It's between India and um, Afghanistan. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, And then I can't really see where the border sort of ends, but China's sort of on the corner of it somewhere. But yeah, I can't really see the border. But anyway, there we go. So It's up near Afghan. It's nice.
0: You were telling me earlier. I'm sorry if you were saving this up, but you were you were telling me earlier that someone um that, that with this beer that someone famous got nicked. Yes. Um, trying to drink it, or trying to do something with it.
1: it. It wasn't really the beer's fault, right? But this goes along with the theory that it's been exported. Bruce Willis, right? He's got a daughter named Scout, right? Um, in. 2015, so she's 20 years old at this point, um, daughter of divorced movie stars Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. Oh, she Demi was arrested Moore. on Monday for, for presenting a fake ID to police after being caught with an open beer in the Union Square station. Um, blah, blah, blah. First part the incident, court papers said that a transit cop spotted the Brown University student at 6.30pm with an 8-ounce Pakistani beer. It was a Murray beer. Right. How the hell did you get that in New York? And what's the point? I went to New York in 2016. So I could have probably got it in New York. Presuming it was sold out there somewhere.
0: You must have more than one daughter then. Because I, I thought they had a kid called Rumor Willis. Because I know they have got a daughter They have a daughter together called Rumor Willis. But unfortunately for her, she ended up looking like Bruce Willis instead of Demi Moore. <laughs> so when you see a picture of her, you'll see why. You'll, you'll be like, ah. Oh, I didn't. Didn't quite work out for her how I think how she would have hoped. Wow, he's sixty six, Bruce Willis. Is he? He is, he's looking at it as well, isn't he? He's absolutely just um he, yeah. He's 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 now somehow ended up in sort of the Steven Scal mm. area now where he's basically forced to make um shit like straight to video films in like Eastern Europe <laughs> to pay his you know, to pay off a some sort of tax bill or something, because he he literally turns up. He'll turn up in the shittest of films for like five minutes, and he'll earn like you'll have a sh- you'll have a film with like a million dollar budget, and they'll give half of it to Bruce Willis to turn up for five minutes.
1: It's like when football has gone play in China for a year. And the rest, it? yeah.
0: So he's, he's he's he's
1: almost completely given up on his craft. Um, he's got five daughters. Has he? Yeah. He has, yeah. One of them is called Rumor. That's it, that's what I was talking So It's one of Demi Moore's as well. So they married in November 1987 and have three daughters, Rumor, Scout and Tallulah. Um, So he married Demi Moore before he was in Die Hard then? In 1987, yeah, November 87. Demi Um, Moore back in the day, oh my God. The youngest was Tallulah, born in 94. Divorced in 2000, blah, blah, blah. Um, And he's got another two, uh, which I can't quite see the names of. Well, yeah, five daughters. one a stud. Yeah. So there we go.
0: Well done, Bruce.
1: Mm. What's her name? Ruma Willis. Ruma Willis,
0: yeah. That's uh, Yeah. If you look her up, she's definitely more Bruce than, than Demi. Yeah, she is, isn't she? Yeah.
1: Jesus. Don't like to insult the She's appearance. had a transformation, though. See, a so, yeah, transformation. Oh, she there. had a
0: bit of a glow-up.
1: Yeah. yeah. See, now, we previously talked about Charlie Dimmock in an episode and I can't remember which episode it was but I do remember insulting her quite a bit when I was talking about um, what's the garden programme she does when they do the transformation oh the
0: one with the Kings of Leon where it's like the the they have like a,
1: a they have a garden rescue that was it's That's called the one yeah, yeah. With I, the Kings I, of Leon. I remember going to town a bit on saying she might have lost her way slightly because she's packed on quite a bit of weight. She's a lazy bitch on it as well because she just doesn't do any work. And I, I'm not taking that back because she's a lazy... Oh, I thought bitch. you were teeing it up to take it back. No, I'm not you taking it. back. You doubling down? I'm I'm going to take <laughs> back what I said about her packing the weight on because now I've realised that women don't appreciate that sort of stuff because not long after we did it... You've only just learned that. I read a piece that was going on about people that were fat-shaming Charlie Dimmock, and... Do you know what... People call me a fat bastard. I don't care. Call it me. I really don't care. But apparently women don't like it. Well, so no, I owe women the listeners like an apology there. Well, you owe Charlie Dimmock an apology. I do, yeah. Sorry, Charlie. If you are listening, I do apologise. Um, but you probably should lose some weight. <laughs> so
0: you're apologising, but you still maintain that she's a fat, lazy bitch. Is that what you're saying?
1: She's definitely lazy. Right. And... The,
0: her weight can speak for itself. I don't get the fuss with her back in the day, anyway, because she was, she was, she was. Her thing, her U, US, her USP back in the day was nothing to do with her being attractive. It was the fact that she was not wearing a bra. It was, yeah. So it was basically, for whatever reason, people seemed to find her slightly droopy, uncontrolled tits. <laughs> More interesting than what Alan Titchmarsh was going on about, and that's what made Ground Force... Talking... The powerhouse
1: it was at the time. Unfettered knockers. Did you ever have a favourite Page 3 girl back in the day? Uh,
0: It's a tough one, because... It's a tough one, because... Yeah, I remember Page 3, but at the same time, because it was this thing associated with the sun... I kind of had to, when I found out about being a Liverpool fan, when I found out, because I didn't grow up in Liverpool, so I didn't immediately know about, like, the Hillsborough Lies and all that other stuff. Um, so what was, like, all tits then became a bit like, oh, I can't really, I can't appreciate or like it because it's the sun. So but I've they just, had it in others. The they did, but, it, but they, they did. But I only remember that, I, I mean, I don't, I remember one. What was her name? What was her name? Uh, Jackie something.
1: That's exactly who I'm leading you to. Jackie something. Jackie Degg. Yeah, she Came was... Came across a, her recently. She was... Not, a, not uh, literally. She, <laughs> um, on Instagram, uh, she Jackie was, with two Ks and was, underscore Degg. She's a Feel DJ. free to have a look. She's a DJ. She is she, now a DJ, yes. Yeah. And... She was uh, 40 not long ago, and she is beautiful. Oh, she's still yeah, incredible. She's still... I mean, so, there's your perfect comparison. Yeah. Look what's happened to Charlie. She's a lazy bitch. But, yeah, what but Charlie happened... Dimmock was never
0: a professionally paid, topless model. No, that is very true. She was just smuggling peanuts while gardening. <laughs> That's a totally different thing. She found her niche, it's didn't she? a different level. Yeah. I mean, her, her tits are literally at a different level to Jackie Degg's. Because if I remember rightly, Jackie Degg's tits
1: were incredibly perky. They certainly were, yeah. Oh, I bet they still are now. She's got a friend um, who I'll always remember because she seemed to remain 21. Like, for all the years I was reading, well, I'll say reading page three. <laughs> um, Leilani, 21 from Bournemouth. And fuck me, I so remember she her, must yeah. have been 21 for years and years and years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, again, I've been following her, but she's doing me head in a little bit now because she's, she's all woke and she, she goes a bit far with it. But anyway, so I've unfollowed her. She's driving up the wall. Um, I don't see how you can be woke as being an ex-Page 3 girl, really. I think you can't no, have to like, to the she, she's found a bit of a... Conscience. Yeah, she, well, she's trying to. And I,
0: I, I have to admit, I have a hard time now with... I don't have a hard time with Page 3 because of topless women. <laughs> I'll I'll look at Tits all day long I don't care. But um very nice. But um yeah it's the for me it's the I, I kind of have to disassociate myself from it
1: purely it's based the sun on bracket. the sun, yeah yeah, yeah fair I can't point. I can't have anything to do with it really for for moral grounds. But I mean Jackie Depp, perfect example there. I mean she was the one that I was going to say my perfect Yeah. Real, so I mean, ja- Jackie, Jackie
0: Degg would, would only be, the only reason why Jackie Degg would be a tough wank is because she's in the sun. You think Jackie Degg would drink more beer? Yeah, I think so. I mm-hmm. think she'd, I think she'd drink anything. I'm not saying she's a slag or anything. I just think she'd, I think she's, uh, that sort of late nineties, early two thousands of Ladette culture. She seems like she's kind of of that stock. Yeah. So I think she could handle herself back in the days of like, Sarah Cox and Jane Middlemiss I would love to have wasn't Jane Middlemiss a uh, topless model one point Jane Middlemiss She really Do you remember her? she was like a Geordie she was like a Geordie t- she thinks she top of the pops and stuff Geordie presenter sure she did topless stuff To so. it's a blast in the past that night it is yeah yeah but hmm Again, don't know what it's got to do with Pakistan, but that's, no. that's... that's For those of you who are new to the show, this is... Um,
1: it's how we sort of go yeah, is isn't it? Yeah, this is pretty much
0: what you're signing up for for any yeah. episode you're listening to.
1: So what celebrities do you reckon they drink more of this? See, the problem is, I don't know any celebrities well, from Pakistan, so... Well, you could go for cricketers, but the problem with that is, is then, you know, are they or are they not
0: all practising Muslims? You'd say they probably are. That's going to be the problem, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, you can't... I mean if you're going to say anyone famous is going to drink it you probably say Bruce Bruce Willis because Scouts come back and they said ego dad got your present from holiday in Pakistan so well, Murray
1: classic lager and Bruce Willis has gone sound well so you say that so Murray Brewery so in 2014 the company established a flagship store on Park Avenue in Manhattan New York what they've got a shop in New York since when 2014 that can't have lasted it that's still going it doesn't say
0: i'm so dis- i'm so like
1: confused it's about this beer like bizarre, is this- isn't it so in 2013 it was named by Forbes as one of Asia's 200 best companies um so it's founded by the british in 1860 of course so it's got a british heritage um and it was to do it was first brewed in a town called Morrie. of course hence the name And it was because um, to meet the demands of British military and civilian personnel at Gora Galley near the resort town of Murray. So basically, it was brewed for the Brits, so that's why it looks like it does, it tastes good, Um, and it's got the heritage that it has. So it's an old beer as well, 1860, like it's 160 odd years old, isn't it? Um, Due to the scarcity of water in Murray in the 1920s, it was mostly transferred to Rawalpindi. But Martin continuing Gorigali until the forties, blah blah blah, load of shit. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm um, still quite impressed that we we both uh, you know.
0: I think a uh, uh, cheers to us that we both have the same um, topless model in common. Of Jackie Degg. Jackie, yeah, to Jackie Degg. It's ja- the episode of Jackie Degg. But uh, um, but but fuck the sun and don't buy the sun. No, obviously. by the same token, however, I have to on my on my other put my other hat on. Jackie Degg was um, an absolute stunner. Well, is an absolute stunner. Still is.
1: Still is. She has matured very well, hasn't she? Yes. It has to be said. Yes. So, right, Murray Beer was initially being produced in Austria for European markets and was available in various Pakistani and Indian restaurants and enterprise which has since ceased in 2004. Right. So, so it felt you, like you this was kind
0: of her. this get
1: this gathered a bit of momentum and then it got killed stone dead. Yeah. It's the current CEO, Panjar Bandara, has announced plans to pursue Coburn with Foster's, but the scheme is still in development. It's one of the oldest public companies in South Asia. Um, on the Calcutta Stock Exchange as early as 1902, is now the oldest continuing industrial enterprise in Pakistan, and among the top 25 performing public companies on the Karachi Stock Exchange. I mean,
0: it's, the, it's, it's clearly more of a well travelled beer than I guess some of the stories of Italian. I mean, yeah. even just from the can, it's like world selection. USA, 1876. France, 1889. Ceylon, 1891. Isn't that India? I've no idea. Is that part of India? USA, 1892 93. France, 1900. India, 1937 38. <laughs> oh
1: thought i play some backing music for you while you're just going through the countries. Crank it up. So, this is, according to a survey, the best national anthem in the world. Really? Obviously, it's sounds national anthem for the listener. Have yourself a listen. What do you think of it? It's got all the words here for you as well. Um, translated. It's all sort of religious stuff really. Nice bit of an Asian theme there, yeah.
0: There's no instrumentation, there's instrumentation you get in the National thing. However Oh I wouldn't say it's the best. It's not exactly rallenging, is it? It is better than ours though.
1: I totally agree. Ours is
0: a joke, ours is terrible.
1: It's shit, is it? I totally agree. But I saw a video of ours being sung at Euro 96 the other day before. It must have been the Scotland or the Germany game, I think it was. One or the other. And the whole team to a man was singing it. Yeah, well, Tony then, Adams.
0: Tony Adams was with his like, chest out. Yes.
1: Major that sort of stuff made you feel proud, doesn't it? Yeah, when you look at that,
0: it, even though it is a shit anthem, yeah, there is something like a primal sort of sense of pride when you see uh, you know,
1: like that, a couple, a couple that of team. Years ago in the World Cup when we were doing well and there was a sense of pride coming around. Wasn't there was it? a little bit that was a that what some of that was, yeah, there was a, a little bit of that sense of it going around, and yeah, you, I mean, you probably wouldn't get you know, like a park full of people singing it, but. Do you think like maybe if we got to the final of a World Cup and there was that air in there, maybe that's the sort of thing that'll bring it out. You know, people will feel singing, but I can't fucking stand the Royal Family, so
0: Well, I, I don't think one, I don't think we're gonna get far enough in the Euros um
1: to to warrant. I think
0: I think um, Three Lions is gonna get a lot of a lot of run outs. Again. Again. Yeah. Which, I mean I fair think, enough.
1: I think they're getting far in a tournament that ship sailed two years ago well, three years ago. I think that's been done. Now we had a quite a lucky run. When you look at the fixtures, oh, it was easy teams. Yeah, and was. and we
0: and, and on paper we should have been in Croatia as well, but but they were just a smarter, better football team than yeah. we are. And that says it all, really. And that says, yeah, that says a lot.
1: Well, um, national anthems. What's your favourite one? Have you got one?
0: Um, I think the best one. Um, and this might be slightly controversial, but I think that there's two that I think are brilliant. One is Brazil. Ooh. Brazil's is really good. And it's a big like, passionate when you sing it as well. It's a proper one that like gets you going. And also, um, France is quite France's one's quite good um, because it's kind of a yeah. Um, it's very Italy... Yeah, it's got a bit of a it's got a bit of a um, a bounce to it. Um, Italy's is decent, but I think the in terms of just sheer like powerful i think the russia one's really good russian anthem is good and you can't help but you know um oh, you don't watch films rocky 4 <laughs> when rocky 4 when before the fight with drago at the end there's this big stirring version of the Rush of the of the of the anthem or soviet union as it was then and it's just like it's just absolutely mega it just feels absolutely fucking massive like if you were russian back then and, and you had is that it like playing.
1: intimidating. And yeah,
0: exactly. The whole thing is is like Rocky's. Sums Russia up. Rocky's in Russia and it's like this proper bear pit atmosphere and everyone's up and they're singing the anthem and they're all like. Nah, 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 nah. And you just like, you'd want to. If you were Russian, you'd sing that and you just want to run through a
1: brick wall afterwards. For me, <coughs> every time that I hear the Italian, Italian national anthem, it makes me want to be Italian. Mm. I, nothing can beat that one for me. It's um, a good one. When they sing it, you know, before the football, they're all proudly singing it. And the rugby, I, I hate egg chasing, as you know, but the rugby players, whenever I've seen them in the Six Nations, they're all like, you know... leap hands. They are, they love it and they're passionate, they sing it, at like the top of their voices mm. screaming it and that's the sort of anthem. I don't know what words The footballers it. do as well, as the football's belt out they as well, do. though, they without fail. It. And all the crowd does as well. Yeah. You look in them stands, when, whenever the it's being sung... All the crowds joining in.
0: Yeah, it's phenomenal. The Dutch go for it as well. The Dutch, the Dutch are good. The one, one of the shittest ones is Spain. Cause I don't think it's got any words. Hmm. They just have they to sit. They just have to stand there and listen to a trumpet for like two
1: minutes. My national anthem knowledge is pretty much based on the Italian one because I really like it. it, it and it, whatever it, wins in the F one, which it, is pretty much always in Germany. Yeah, and it, it,
0: let's be fun, It's it's mainly based on World well, Cups and. Football tournaments, yeah, exactly. that's where we hear them the most. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> but no, for me, I think the Russia one is probably the is probably the best. Yeah, but, I mean that absolutely. Pakistan one. Don't get me wrong; it, it's all
1: right, but it's just, it's just Pakistan, it's, Pakistan. I wouldn't put period. it in my elite tier. No. Anyway. What else we got? We've got what much else? else we got? Right. So, uh, Pakistan boasts the world's highest ATM, operated by the National Bank of Pakistan, and it is installed at a height of sixteen thousand feet above sea level on the Kundrabad Pass. Okay, Um, is it just like by itself in like the middle of like in a hedge or something? It might be. I don't know. Doesn't say. Just for the sake of having it there, could be. Um, India and Pakistan got their independence at midnight on the fourteenth and fifteenth of August in nineteen forty-seven. So I'm assuming they were a a British colony then at some point. Uh, There we go. Queen Elizabeth II was the Queen of Pakistan until nineteen fifty-six, and the ex-U.S. President Barack Obama visited there in nineteen eighty-one. Quite an irrelevant fact for you. Um wonder if he had a Murray. I bet he did. I bet he was the right weapon when he was at yeah. uh, Union back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Pakistan International Airlines has a world record for flying the fastest between London and Karachi. I mean, why do you even need that? Completed the flight in six hours and 43 minutes in 1962 and it remains unbroken to this day presumably because no one gives a shit you know it's really stupid but the image I have in my head is just the pilot
0: the, this doesn't make sense on a plane but you know like, like the pilot's there with like the the um with his hands on like the on the on the steering column or whatever like a foot on an accelerator <laughs> with the guy coper next with a stopwatch like go <laughs> like, brrr, hammer it down giving it some boost <laughs> giving it the beans you know. <laughs> I know it doesn't work that way but just the funny the idea of just having an accelerator pedal on a plane <laughs> you just I'll oh,
1: do the like, oh, it's, a, that,
0: throttle. it's throttle, a throttle it's a throttle yeah, yeah
1: it's a throttle um, not, not, it's not pedals they don't have like a clutch and no. <laughs> <laughs> um, world's man made largest man made forest um, world number one professional squash player I mean it's all bollocks really I mean it makes you seem like Pakistan's irrelevant but I mean, it's probably quite an interesting country but I don't particularly want to visit to be quite honest it's, it's one of them places no
0: again it's like India I think there's a lot of a lot of beautiful parts of India and, and they're big diverse interesting to, because of the sheer size of the landscape there's interesting things about them but again it's like the amount of money it would cost to go there would I want a holiday there compared to other places I'd go to probably, probably
1: not I do fancy going to India I, think, I, I don't really know what I'd visit but I, I, I would I wouldn't mind going there, you know. Uh, There's a different know. place to go.
0: Yeah, I mean I've got a family member who went who, who used to be in the Navy. In the Navy and he went and he <laughs> said it was he said he loved it and it was great. Really? Um he said although sort of the 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 classic sort of like, I guess, it's not a race thing to say but obviously um, because of the cooking and then the spices, like everywhere smells, everywhere smells like curry. And it's like, well, it does, but that's because, you know, their whole, um, their, their thing is spices and all this sort of stuff. So you always gonna it, isn't it? Yeah. Things. It's, it, yeah. It's not like, it, it's no slight on the people. It's just a byproduct of how, um, of, of the spices and things they use and their cooking is, and the culture is totally different to, to here. The beer. The beer. Uh, barbecue beer, yeah. I, I, I think it it suits what I like about this beer. Because we've not we've barely talked about the taste. But what I like about it is that it's smooth. It doesn't taste five and a half percent for one, so it tastes, um, you know, smoother than the percentage suggests. It's a good all weather
1: beer. Say
0: it's, like it's, it's just more old school, it'd be a good smoky co-
1: pubs. You know, it'd be a good curry beer I think I mean I'm not a curry fan as you know but I think it would do a good a good yeah, curry beer
0: good curry house beer good like pint with your mates beer barbecue beer um now the ambassador this is a tricky one because you'd think well it might be a bit too too sort of common man for the ambassador but then when you think about the unusual aspects of it but in a Muslim country, not widely exported. You know, it, it's if he's but, looking for some tradition. It well, the fact that it's exotic and a bit different and a bit left field mm. is you could give this to someone, and most of the most you know you could name any dignitary or whatever. The chances are the more likely or not if they're beer drinkers. They would never have. They would never have had it. So if the ambassador could have could get on his his hands on it. I think he would definitely go for it. You reckon? Yeah, because it'd be a talking point, and it would be that. Oh, oh, ambassador, you're spoiling us. Ferrero Rocher and Murray classic bit, classic lager. It's an ambassador move. It's a good beer because you think about this. This is um not in terms of taste necessarily, but in terms of its profile. Mm. It is in some ways a Ferrero Rocher of sorts, in that it is. It is, um, well, I mean, ferocious isn't hard to obtain, but the the, the ambassador's reception, it's usually the ambassador's reception because it is, a, it is a a sign of, like, opulence. And this is, like, a beer that's, like, virtually impossible to get.
1: I it's, feel it is belongs op- there.
0: Is opulent. I think you've talked me around on that's that. That's a sign of opulence when it's, like, it's a beer, regardless
1: of what it tastes like, it's a ridiculously difficult beer to get hold of. It's one you're going to have to bust a ballot to get hold of. Exactly. And a lot of people that listen to this, not that there will be many, but the people that do, probably are not going to get the chance to drink this beer. No. This is what we're doing
0: now. We will. I will say that probably this, what we're doing now, we'll
1: never get to drink this beer again
0: in our well, lives. It's not going to happen.
1: I mean, the people that are doing the scratch map, listening to this, except one, which Matt sent it to, and Matt, I don't think anyone else doing that scratch map is going to drink this. It's just not going to happen. I,
0: but I mean, hats off to you if you if you manage to pull it off. We've been extremely lucky. Yeah. And we we've caught doing this challenge. We have caught a few breaks with, um, with getting some beers that we really thought we'd have no right to get.
1: I think this. When I looked at that scratch map, this for me, looking at it, was going to be the one we were just never going to get.
0: I thought it was going to be ninety. I thought it was going to be we get to ninety nine and then we're just and then we're just stuck on this one. If so to get, get it done, if we can get
1: this, we can get any beer. Now. It just
0: gives me the hope that we can, we can, we can finish this and we can get the whole lot. I agree. We're at what seventy-seven. Yeah. So we've got twenty-three well to over go. Three
1: quarters of the way. Yeah. So and we've got, got, got the two in the Another the
0: bank. two beers bank that we've got that we that we're ready that we're gonna do on the next episode might be a double episode or a, I'm not sure we're doing it yet, but but they'll come soon. Um, but yeah, man, it's sometimes you sort of. Have to stop and think, man. This is I'm not going to get to drink this again. This is like a once in a lifetime opportunity to drink something that's it's really amazing. rare. Yeah, it's amazing. Just take a moment to reflect, and
1: I like Murray. I like the flavour. I really do. It's different. It's nothing ordinary. I like the smoothness. It's a really for a five and a half percent beer. It's
0: so easy to drink and um not gassy either no it's not at all gassy it's really
1: smooth i could sink quite a few of these it's a good session beer as well it's a
0: great session beer i'm really impressed with it i mean i it it's flavor wise i don't think it hits the heights of a couple of others that we've had um nobody's different but it but it is different It is its own thing and i like that it I think maybe it's down to the it's the fact that obviously it's it feels it feels in itself like a time capsule from the beer itself, the can um the snooker. taste of it. It is it, it, it does feel like a time capsule that feels like I'm being transported.
1: Did you see the advert on the BBC for this the program teleprogramme about eighty snooker? Oh a gods documentary. of snooker. Yeah, I've heard was, it's good. I've not watched it. I will watch it. Well I bet it. there'll be a can of Murray beer on that. Uh, well, maybe not. But... It'd be in its, It'd be in the right place if there was, though.
0: No, yeah, but it. But it's the sort of. It, uh, I say, I, I, it does feel like a, it does feel like um, it transports you somewhere, which, you know, it's nice for to be able to drink something that does that that, that kind of evokes a, certain, a a a simple thing like a lager, but it can evoke a certain mood. It can transport you somewhere. It can create a memory that was never there but but it just it, it takes you somewhere I, I think
1: doing this one this evening is going to be one of these episodes I don't forget mm. you know there's a few of the beers that you just forget about and you sort of think yeah whatever yeah
0: you have to kind of recount and think oh what do we think of that one and you sort of think, you forget Presidente, how you rated it
1: President I can't remember that yeah yeah exactly Pointless Beer Crystal this, that's another one yeah, Chili yeah. I'm reeling a few shit ones off the top of my head this, this one though this one will I'll remember on. this one I will yes. remember it Yes. So I think we should rate it on that note.
0: Okay, right. I need to... Th- yeah, okay, right. we going to do fingers? Let's do fingers. Okay, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Both gone for an eight. There we go. Happy days. We like the same tits. How good was that? And we feel just the same way about Murray Lager. Eight out of ten. For me, it's like... Because I think about... Because I remember Cubanero, for example, from Cuba. Or Bucanero, depending on where you are. That, was a no- that ended up a nine, didn't it? it did, yeah. That had like a distinctive flavour. So it did... It's it a proper quality flavour to that. It took job. you somewhere, like Murray did, but it gave you a bit of a kink in its flavour that made it stand out a bit more. Um, so that's why I only gave it an eight, otherwise I would have been tempted to give it a nine. I'd rank this along something like Jewel Brew from Gambia because that felt exotic. It felt like something special that you're never going to get to drink. as
1: well. No, I think I that know, was an eight.
0: Was it or an eight and a half? But that, for me, it's so like.
1: Your I, group was up there with your favorite ever as well, wasn't
0: it? Well, it, it so was. Well, I just it was the fact that it's again it's a, a beer from a country you never get to touch it again, you never get to drink it again, and you know just a really enjoyable experience. It gives you a kind of a flavour of that country um, and the culture and the people and whatever else. And that is, you know, beers like this are my favourite thing about doing this challenge. Definitely discovering beers like this and it's a so bittersweet that you don't get to have more of it and that it's not it's so difficult to obtain that it's like a once in a lifetime thing but how many people can say that they've been able to drink this beer
1: so any of you listening that are wondering where we got it from so it was brought back as a special yeah. favor and if you're huge... probably not going to do it give up <laughs> or go to pakistan
0: well, See a huge say, a huge thanks to to Khawaja. Um I hope your dad's well, by the way. If you're listening, yeah, I hope your dad's doing well. Yeah. Um, and thanks again to to Matt Head, um, friend of the show, who um, for not for for his um, not for him stumbling upon that by chance, um, we never would have had this either. So huge thanks to him. Um, interesting to hear his thoughts on it because I presume he's he's had his by now. He has, yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll um, get his thoughts on it, and uh, and yeah, we'll be back. Um, it's nice to be back. It says no, it's been a long gap, but um, to be well, honest,
1: it won't be as long next time. Actually. It
0: won't be as long. The beers are getting more scarce now, but also with the whole pandemic situation. Um, I don't know about you, but I I personally was getting a bit fed up of Zoom and all that, and it just the whole Zoom culture thing. I just hope it dies a death. Yeah,
1: it's good to do it proper.
0: Well, it's nice just to be back. Back just chilling and have a beer with you, and just um, Definitely. yeah, and so we've got a couple more beers to do, so we'll be, we'll be back um, in a couple of weeks with another episode, maybe two, depending on how, how it goes. Um, and then we'll we'll keep on the hunt for other beers and then look some other content and things that we can do. So, fingers crossed, provided the situation in this country anyway behaves itself and it kind of. Looks like we're getting towards the end. I've had my jab, you're just waiting for yours, aren't you? Yeah. Um that the norm we can go back into a regular pattern of recording and creating content and stuff again and crack on with it. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. But for my for my uh, for my money, this has been well worth the wait. I've really enjoyed this beer. Yeah. Wait ha-
1: back. The boys are back in town. Yes. On that note, at F T L O B Pod. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you can find any of these other beers that we're looking for, I think we're about 22, 23 now, aren't we? Yeah. If you could find them, or if you live in we'll put the, the Bahamas list on... or something, you know, get in touch.
0: Yeah, we'll put the list on um, on socials and we'll, we'll, um, we'll uh, put that out there for you guys. So, yeah. Um, yeah. On the journey continues. Um great to be back. Thanks again for listening. Hope you're all safe and well wherever you are and uh and yeah, we'll be back very soon. Bye-bye. All I do is drink beer for breakfast.